for not taking a fucking vaccine. This is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they're actually playing with. Yeah, in a group they might come and fucking intimidate me and whatnot. But fuck, they do not understand what the fuck just one person like myself is capable of. They do not fucking understand. No fucking vaccine or MRA will ever flow through my fucking blood blood. Never! I will fucking die fucking fighting for my forefathers and my fucking lineage. Fuck these motherfuckers.
Now, uh, I just, the, the latest with respect to Hancock and the, uh, when do we deploy the new variant, etc. Uh, eating buggery boys thinking they're playing soldier and uh, um, just, uh, I, I don't think that they were going around with well, as a topic of conversation for today, uh, kind of aerosolizing uh, the infectious clones. Um, you know the way. I think the way, or I can read into that that they they knew about the Kent variant, of course. A lot of suspicion being cast at the. Uh, who was it in the UK? It's not Janssen and Janssen, is it? AstraZeneca, and you know the. Hindsight is twenty twenty, right? It's whether it's whether you've got the call to face the sun when uh, when things are a little unknown and uh, what uh, what people will do, what people will do to try to try to maintain the uh, the illusion, the illusion of uh, safety. <laughs> So today, what are we going to talk about? Well, of course, uh, we will. I was hoping to do a stream with Nick, but um, I mean, he might have to work, and I was off off my schedule. So I'm streaming at a unusual time. So um, maybe, maybe we'll, we'll. I'll touch on the topic, but I would be. It's always good to go through this history. Um, Neo-Malthusians and eugenicists, uh, it's always a, always a fun topic, and I think this week is, uh, well, we have to look at all the, it's, uh, oh, you're, you're allowed to talk about lab leak now, peon, come on, do it, do it, and see how these people pivot and twist on a dime, they, they are consummate experts at it, and they know, they know that they have a hierarchy of lickspittles who won't move, who won't move because of fear. Well, look, when uh, when it's your children on the line and you've got to make the rent, fear can be a strong motivator. But the critical thing in this space is to be able to keep a cool head, a how should we say, a sense of humour in the dark there's a light you'll need will giga spiral be making a guest appearance no no he, he bottled it i knew he would knew it. i've been putting it around all in dms and uh he bottles it and uh we'll we'll take a look at that um i'll get to it in a minute so i've i've, I've got about two hours before the kids have to get up for school so we'll we'll dive in and we'll have a look at what's uh what's going on and uh yeah We'll uh, we'll charge ever more to the unfurling, multi-dimensional, waveform collapsing, unified, multi-dimensional gigawank that is the reality engine of the moment. And so let us uh, begin. Hope the soundboard behaves. I did check it. Ah, yes. And uh, I think I just. Uh, <laughs> just put me out the way there. I think this is a rather apropos meme, and uh, where you, 
where you've been fed, literally been fed, scientific gobbledygook. And in the back, less than two degrees of separation, there is the Epstein networks. The Epstein networks, which are, again, consummate professionals in twisting you, the untermensch, into ever more distorted and twisted logic pretzels. Now, you know, I'm sure I don't have to explain to most people uh, what's going on, but there's obviously been a wide-ranging and, you know, a, a contentious uh, debate. And the, the simple fact of the matter is that if a man or woman... <laughs> I know a few women with uh, way more balls than JC. <laughs> and they're actual women, not tranny women. Gigawank, low IQ information. <laughs> touche, dank memes. Touche, bro. Um, but look, if you can't stand your ideas into the, uh, well, into debate, Really, right? And this is this is something that Charles has pointed out numerous times that as he was backsliding in the background for months, months prior to the uh, Epstein, oh, not Epstein, well, it's Epstein, I guess. I think uh, I think I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go with it. You know, RFK, it's too the too tainted, too tainted, and what's the word from Devil's Advocate? Uh, it's like. Uh, Human, well, I, say, I can't say, is it frail? No. Innocence? I think it's innocence. He's talking about innocence. It's like a butterfly's wings, right? You just have to touch them and you know, it, can't, it can't take off. And uh, yeah, JC bowled it on a live stream, kicked followers, changed the chat settings on Twitch. So only followers following for a month can comment. What a twunk. <laughs> yeah, doesn't doesn't understand right would rather would rather keep his uh, epstein linked paycheck coming <laughs> hang on one second someone's beeping at me wait uh and uh indeed bandido indeed um but uh you know you hope that there are some who will be able to go the distance and uh lake winnie lady says new to the latest disagreement well you know this goes back to how um well there's been a undermining of commander rix's work and the he right risks and not just him of course there's uh major murphy as well putting out um, documents and there has been a concerted um, effort to undermine what is one of the most concrete pieces of evidence with respect to the type of gain of function and what are essentially biowarfare programs couched in the words of defense and also of course we know 
the uh, the green vernacular so beloved of the authoritarians of the uh, green stripe <laughs> quite uh, humorously there's a green stripe that runs right through the middle of the uh, mystery machine there how apropos and the and this is this is sort of led up to and a culmination in look man i i think charles is better out of that network i do I do, right? You don't want anything to do with Epsteinized networks. You're not going to see me going back into university academic situations because I know that's for sure as shit know now that all all of those networks have been Epsteinized, and Epsteinized is just a catch-all for how they maintain their grip on power. Now. Whose power is it? Well, you know, that's uh, that's one way to get a measure of the uh, individual whose foxhole you might be hoping, hoping to get through the current bombardment in. And if that individual cannot raise his gun in a particular direction and squeeze off rounds accurately and efficiently, well, then, you know, they're probably compromised. Compromised a huge huge deal and this is look it's crunch time is coming folks crunch time is coming there is not a system that you cannot or that you can trust i would say everything is broken and you know just to give you a example <laughs> just this shout out to tex evading bleak simon phoenix for just uh, sending me this Whilst I was uh, getting ready. So Perth Mint sold diluted gold to China, got caught and tried to cover it up. So even, even all those gold bugs out there that are trying to sell you. <laughs> say, oh God, of course it's pure guy. Come on. Trust my gold. <laughs> <laughs> They're, they're diluting everything. And so what 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 does this mean at the... At the yeah, once you line up your lenses and uh, whatever other devices you need to uh, leap out, look at the uh, unfurling of the field from an orthogonal uh, perspective. What, what does this mean? It means that we're entering into a high state of flux. That's, uh, that's how I would view it. And, you know, you've got to have gotta have uh well faith in the lord i guess faith in the lord Akbar. and you know there's you're gonna have to contract your systems down do not engage with the corporate it's how they get you it's how they get you and right now i would say that because we are in the great revealing that those those who are trying trying to protect themselves, those that have eked out a little ecological niche in the corporate networks, hierarchies, however you want to look at them, uh, will do anything and everything to save save their wretched wretched skin and. What's China going to do when they realize that the 100 tons of gold that they bought from Australia has been diluted? What do you think happens? 
You think that the leverage that the U.S. is trying to do in the statecraft game is going to uh, going to hold sway as they've forced Russia and China closer together? You think you think think that's really gonna uh, gonna matter? Like I say, you, you know, you can once you understand a little bit of the Asian mindset, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a somewhat predictable. Um, algorithm, and you know they they do like strong borders. Don't go messing with their little lumps of rock that poke out of their I don't know sphere of influence in their in the seas that they. Well, I guess you could argue by definition that <laughs> it is their sphere of influence. And so. Again, I'm I'm not a Nostradamus or anything like that. I just tried to come online three years ago and warn you, you're not dealing with a regular, regular pneumonia. Right? Something different is going on. And as with, you know, back then as uh, I was watching um, Jay trying to do a breakdown of the first dream he did with me and Cottrell, what am I talking about? Fentanyl and its brain invasiveness and the impact on the central nervous system. And as we came to understand the concepts around incapacitation, how that would be the optimal, optimal disease, disease vector through which to leverage, to weigh down population at a large scale and you know there's a simple simple test of that hypothesis right ah, <laughs> you had enough have i had enough uh, no uh, always always uh send the good doc oh, i don't have it uh where is it yeah i don't know who that was but uh thank you thank you thank you um, uh, that's why. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can trigger GD Bakshi, and uh, you can always uh, break the dog's <laughs> train of thought. But you know, you you have to you have to know who you can and can't trust, right? And <laughs> I'm uh, oh, someone. <laughs> Mary, Texas, uh, you can have a... What can I do? <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm picking my way through uh, Arab... Uh, Pan-Arab chads in the Discord. <laughs> Need to make some more stingers. Uh, let's see. Uh, you can have a... Uh, well, I think this is rather apropos. Oh, this way. Tip of the spear. Edge of the knife. And who is uh, tip of the spear, edge of the knife? Um, if I was to make a, a weighted graph, it is Rixie. It is Commander Rixie. And look, you're watching a man trained for a specific mission doing what he does best. Okay? And... All the academic, and I've, I've seen it so often, 
hair splitting around angels dancing on the heads of pins. It's, it's irrelevant at this point, right? It's you know like any game, right? If you go if you go to the game and your 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 strategy isn't working, you've got to you've got to change strategies. Otherwise, you'll get hammered seven nil, like the uh, mighty Reds slammed the Manx yesterday. Uh, glorious day that is. <laughs> Now these crazy neocons want us to fight China. Yeah, that's... Look, man. <laughs> it's a tale as old as time itself. And I'm... You know, I'm just trying to find my way through it. But, you know... I think... I think we can... Uh, we can take a cue from the Pan-Arab chats. There's the little Satan and the big Satan. And we'll take and take a look at the little Satan because things are not so uh, peachy in uh, in their little ethno state. <laughs> it's not really a religio ethno state. It's not really an ethno state. Religious eth. Religious. What would you call it? Uh, almost a uh, theocracy of kind, right? And you know. What does it say? I'm not I'm not big into Bible, but I think I think I can kind of get the gestalt of those messages. I don't need to read them. Uh, I'm not I'm not going to prognosticate. It's not my brain is not geared to sort of read through those passages and and go through all the numerology and the hyperlinked texts, etc. In in the um, that is embedded. In those, you know, what are records of man's conscious evolution? But man's conscious evolution that's very um, flavoured by the geography from which it came. And I'm, ah, I'm, I'm waffling. We should just, we should just get on. Yeah, we have, we have Tish for that. He does a brilliant job, and you know, he's. He's got that um, methodical Midlands um, patois to himself, but he's he's nailed on. He's nailed on, and you know my job is to rapidly, rapidly get through the data. And you know I've been nailed on from the beginning. And where's where's all this excess non-COVID death coming from? And that's what I want to try to get to in these streams: is that we've reached some inflection points and these are metrics that we have to be looking at while they try and gaslight you into telling you that uh, everything's normal go in go back to chewing the card and being a debt slave go on go on why <laughs> don't you feel a pain oh malone is full of shit um yeah, I think he's very much a Pied Piper type. He's there di dishing out information that the more normie type, but who would be yeah, trying to follow the science somewhat, are going to listen to his COVID Klaus face and his 
soothing droll as he's talking to the audience. But that is a man that is embedded balls deep into that military infrastructure, that um, those weaponized systems that have been turned against the public that reluctantly over generation to generation kept feeding the beast kept feeding the beast because yeah there are existential threats out there to your existence there is right now you have to learn of what direction they could come from and the vectors of attack are point a biblical phrase legion ah snowing summer 950 says the neocons just following the neoliberals no difference yeah, I don't. I'm not sure there can be that much of a difference, um, especially especially when you're building. Um, oh, let's see. I've got I've got Nick right now, so he can he can do an hour. Uh, let's do 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 do. Let's do this and do this and do this. Space Cat, could you hear me? I can. Awesome, awesome. Just give me another sound check. Uh, check, check, check. One, two. Lovely. Um, how you doing, bro? I now that I paused you on the on the playback on the Rumble, I can have <laughs> <laughs> you in two different time frames. It doesn't work. Uh, um, I'm I'm well. I'm well. Um. Uh, had a tree come down across the fence from uh, the neighbor's yard over the weekend. And that was uh, one of those things that you just makes you realize, you know, life's going to happen to you. So there before you doing? the grace of God, go us all <laughs> brother there before the grace of God. Yeah. So, you know, I wanted to, you know, speak, uh, well, I think this is a good moment again to review um, the history of potentially what what it is that we're dealing with because i think in the last couple of weeks there have been some very very interesting data points and the latest one and i want to say it might have been dank memes that dropped it in the discord um is this chart births and deaths from the uk now this only goes up to 2020 and what we know is, is that since 2020, there's been a massive upswing in all-cause mortality. And, mm -hmm. and across the board, across all the, how should we say, highly exposed countries, there seems to be this 10 to 15% drop in births. It may be higher. And, and and you're in an interval. You haven't, you know, we, we're just beginning to see if this turns into an exponential slope as far as, you know, as far as a, an up curve, then, you know, we're, we're just climbing the mountain right now. Yep. Yep. The first, the first couple of steps and, you know, I'd, I'd been very much hoping that you know, ideas that, you know, I, I of course would credit Mark with because he was he was the first to really sort of, you know, put a 
pin on the donkey in this respect with that potentially what we're seeing is the well they 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 want to test 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 so they want a um the genomics the genomics links into the eugenics the eugenics etc etc yada 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 um but you know i was clinging to that idea as a as a piece of <laughs> how should we say uh, <laughs> weak polyst polystyrene flotsam Okay, so in so we're we're talking we're waxing a little bit philosophical today. First of all, for everyone who said hello, hi everybody. I'm not I'm not signed into Rumble right now, so I, I'm not going to try to chat while we're talking because I've just got 60 minutes and then I've got an, another thing. Um, but philosophically about what you just said, um, it's attachment. It's the core lesson in Buddhism. Is attachment is the mechanism and the the response is your suffering so we're suffering because we are attached to our old view of what the world is and was and was going to continue to be and now it is different and the further and and faster we can move through our suffering and let it go and not not be rooted in what was uh, i think the better everyone's mind will be to pivot and to be able to carve out, okay, maybe it isn't the total end of the world, or maybe we can crash this this big system or this big uh, global hold that it seems they want to have over everyone, over your health, what you can eat, all of that. Um, and instead, we can find that resistance is quite possible and that it doesn't need to be accompanied by... Um, Flanner, uh, 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 flag, flag waving and, and, and putting up banners and advertising and being political about it, it can be subversive. It can be an underground, you know, so that's part of where my mind is going right now. It's like, well, I, I cannot save everybody. People, I, I, was on the, I was on a stream last night uh, and Mark put together, uh, Karmadoc was in there and several other folks were in there and, uh, and Jay was in there. Uh, he didn't take a mic. He didn't. He didn't talk. But it was just, you know, it was very. It was a very polite, friendly sort of town hall conversation. And um, I, you know, I said to the folks last night, "Hey, there's there's some serious stuff that we're dealing with here, and there are people that don't need to get in the mud and wrestle with the pigs over the language or the mechanisms or the etiology of what is microbiology today." I'm reading material that watches people change that language constantly. They're erasing it and rewriting it and bifurcating it, and it's gone on for 50 years. Mm. So I'm not worried about all of that. What I've been focused on with people is facing this, understanding where it came from, getting grounded about uh, that it has a practical and 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 rational coherent plan that's what i wanted to pull up today with you is to pull up the the nssm 200 just to look at a couple of points in it um but that's i you know i said to folks last night let's you know let's let's look at what they said they wanted to do let's see if it aligns to these different systems that we're all affected by our food system, um, reprotoxicity, which I think is coming from at least a couple of different vectors, you know, just literally an attack on the womb, 
Um, and that kind of brings us to what you're looking at here right now. Mm, yeah, very, very much so. And again, as I was saying in the introduction, uh, I wish I wish I had um, better better ideas about how to beyond the platitudes of oh you've got to <laughs> decentralize get more local it, it kind of sounds a bit vapid um, in the current circumstances where you know I'm a they shouldered the weapon they looked down the site they fired it and I I would just add to that weapon systems systems multiple mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and agreed the um well you know the the hair splitting right now is it's doesn't help it's a um you know you may be what I want to work on your uh, field equations, but when the artillery shells are landing left, right, and on top of you, um, probably want to more duck for cover. And, um, you know, I don't, well, I'll, I'll end with this statement, see if you can pick up from this from Centripede, which is, and this is, this is a counterpoint which I've had to Mark's it's they want to keep testing and i said you know my response was and this is the tenor of centripede's comment which is that they got all the data that they needed in the last three years right <laughs> you from think all that... of the swabbing and testing yeah yeah. yeah, anybody that hadn't done one of the genetic history tests and, and sent in a cheek swab, it, it, yeah, they, they did a mass, a mass uh, data gathering. They, they've, they've tagged the herd. Um, and, and I don't know how many real gaps there were, quite frankly. I mean, the, the, these programs to discover your history and learn who you are. Now, there's television programs about celebrities going back and learning about their slave trading ancestors. Um, it's quite it's quite hypnotic and alluring. You know, it's it's one it's one more of those um, being entranced with yourself in the mirror, like like having social media, everybody having their own channel or everybody, you know, just being obsessed with themselves. But the point is that the genetic work for 20 years now has been so accessible. You you get on a website, you spend two or three minutes, you put in your credit card, something arrives in the mail, you swab your cheek, you put it in a tube you put it in the mail it's gone and you get your insights so so many people have already contributed to that and i've seen the maps of the different uh you know we'll say human phenotypes and the suggested migration paths and things like that i think it's all fascinating but mm -hmm. we've all been feeding into it you know oh so. yeah yeah i mean if they if they really wanted to i mean how, how many people have i don't know blood samples in freezers in hospitals have <laughs> just been kept on ice basically right and, you know just because mm -hmm. you didn't take the pcr test doesn't mean they don't have your genetic material and the simple fact is that in this type of big data efforts algorithms can get quite tuned to what would be gaps or noise in the data is it perfect mm -hmm. no it's not and the 
the, the potential consequences of that are part of the backdrop upon which we have to look at this data. Now, I want to address someone in the chat, Lavace, who says, what makes people increasingly confident COVID is a bioweapon when it hasn't looked like a dangerous virus since mid-2021? Probably relied on rig stats before that. Because it's part of the weapons systems. Okay, it was it was put out there. You, ca you, you can talk to the clinicians. They recognized that there was a new illness out there. I came into contact with it early on. It wasn't it wasn't the regular flu. Okay. It was it was something different. We have seen it. Yes, of course, its impact on the healthy are gonna be it's gonna be less than the claims that were made at the beginning. And the all of the all of the systems are the weapons. This, that's how you've got to think. You've got to you've got to look at the gestalt of all this and the and its biological chemical warfare. And you know, chemical warfare can come from you know things like fentanyl, etc. And um. <laughs> of course, Rixie uh, puts in Schwarzschild was doing his calculations on black holes in the trenches of World War One. <laughs> How dare you, sir? How dare you? <laughs> well, then uh, I would just say it's the <laughs> Spurgs are going to Spurg uh, uh, moment. But um, anything to anything to add to the. Um, the weapon systems why 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 so sure about it being biological weapons i guess this is a good lead into um these programs the history um yeah i uh, it, it's it's quite frankly uh, laid out as categories in these early discussions so what we're not going to be looking at today is uh, pages and pages and pages of and reading through of Kissinger's um, sort of cotton candy spin, putting putting horrible, horrible precepts into noble, self-sacrificing, you know, into into, you know, putting it in, in couching it in language and in a context that looks so heroic. We're not going to drag you through the whole thing here. We're going to start just with the table of contents. And that's probably going to be enough for the very, very first point that we get to. Now, I shared this with uh, Mark and Johanna and Kevin, and we all are uh, drowning in material that we're people expect us to read and synthesize and be able to speak intelligently about, and we try. Uh, but uh, I don't know uh, if you've ever cracked this open. Is this, is this the first time seeing this document, Kevin? Uh, I think we've looked at this before. Okay, okay. So uh, let's just literally go, let's see if I can just do this with the arrow. Uh, can I scroll down? No, I have to pivot over to the document. Okay. We're going to go to the table of contents. So just before this, there was another publication put out uh, while George Bush Sr. was attaché to the United Nations. He wrote a foreword for this uh, short volume. It was a short book, and it was called The U.S. Excuse me, The Global 
uh, population crisis and the U.S. response. And it was a, a more of an outward view of statistics. It had a whole lot of tabular data about, uh, you know, bushels of wheat produced per year. And then they went right over into other natural resources that didn't really seem to have to do anything with health or food supply or sustainable populations, anything like that. It was really they were starting their shopping list. This came out a couple of years later at the end of 1974. For those of you that don't know what was happening in the 70s, all kinds of stuff was happening. Uh, Vietnam had melted down. The CIA was being brought before the Senate repeatedly. Uh, things about the original MK Ultra, MK Naomi, were getting out in the press. Um, sociologically, it was you know very weird in in the states, by my opinion. And then this is the quiet conversation that's happening between the man who is the national security advisor uh, or was the, the Nixon's national security advisor and has transited several administrations now, has worked at Harvard as a professor, was groomed by the uh, Rockefeller family as, an, as a, you know, was there in Europe and picked out at Nuremberg, did interviews and helped Colonel Corso handpick uh, some of the Nazi paperclip scientists. This guy, this is his his plan now about how to take care of us, how to how to manage this big wily family here on Earth that uh, that we've become. We get to page two, the table of contents, and we get to his recommendations. Oh. And Nick, I hate to I hate create... to sorry, oh, bro. Go ahead. Just. No, no, um... go ahead. I've realised, I'm sitting here enjoying it, I've realised my uh, tea has run out. You know, uh, just go slow whilst I run downstairs quickly and uh, you can... It's all right, it's all right, it's all right. Give me a sec. So, um, f for those of you that are, that are still with us that didn't run for tea, um, this is, for me, I think the most important piece that we need to be focusing on. And, and I don't know that there's any way to fix this besides to start by really getting the science right about how this has been implemented. And it's about creating conditions for fertility decline. And they have different branches of uh, operations, we'll say, that should come into play here. So essentially a brain bug group, uh, a central strategic group in command, and then um, functional assistance programs to create conditions for fertility decline, which we have to understand. We've got to go and unpack what that means and find out what that what became of that. And then this is the topic that brought me onto Twitter in 2017: food for peace program and population. So this comes down to what I believe is unfortunately very clear in the science of how food has changed starting in, I don't know, the, the mid to the early to mid 90s. And that's by beginning to spray just about everything that you buy on the shelf with glyphosate uh, and the Roundup compounds. And now the science is very solid about what that does to your DNA, what it does to autoimmunity what it does to your ability to absorb minerals, which in turn suppresses your absorption, your ability to uptake vitamins, um, and then specifically reprotoxicity. 
There are glyphosate-based contraceptive products, all from the 90s through today. There's all sorts of them that have been tried. I don't know if or where any of them are on the market, but the point is, is that it's been permeating our conventional food, our non-organic food for some time. So I think that this is one of the branches that clearly maps from a policy level here, and we'll, we'll go and look at some of these details, to um, the you know the more practical you know your dinner table your 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 refrigerator kevin are you back hey spotty git are you back okay he's not back yet let's go let's scroll forward here and see what this what they say here okay i'm sorry he's back okay awesome so i just did a quick demo that or a quick intro that basically there were three three pieces that were important there from that table of contents this seems to be the operational sort of brain bug group then there's a group that was going to focus on creating conditions for fertility decline and then the third branch was food for the world and population and that's where i brought up the reprotoxicity of glyphosate uh, let's just see here I have to mark this up before, you know, I have to do an A to B comparison of this document before next week. Mark is preparing this week to speak to the Panda group. And then he and I are gonna say, okay, you know, he's gonna he's gonna basically be my counterpoint or or just, you know, co-investigator as we look at document A, document B, does it map to realities in um, regulatory changes, food science, uh, medicine, uh, you know, the changes or availability of uh, abortion and, uh, you know, the morning after pill, all of that, which we know, you know, we want to talk specifically about uh, the right to choose and, and, you know, and the right of a woman to choose control over her body and have access to birth control. There's a complicated story behind that. And it gets, uh, it, it splits between, and, and that's not specifically what we wanted to talk about right here, Kevin, but it splits between the social aspects and the personal aspects of um, a woman and uh, empowerment and the circumstances of that pregnancy and so many things that are, we want to respect the individual and then all kinds of other factors that come in on the other side of the argument. Um, but that's been one of the things that I think they've exploited quite well here, particularly after the 60s, as the, um, you know, encouraging women to have reproductive control of their bodies, to make choices, to have safe and dependable and consistent products that are available to them. But then if you look at, is there a larger story behind that? It, it appears there is. So let's park it right here for a moment kevin let's talk about japan what's like what's on the tip of your tongue well you know that's one of those data points that's come up in the last um week or so which is that japan has just just come off its last wave and coinciding with that is a um, precipitous drop in births you know what was a i would have argued a declining Pop, you know, it was top-heavy Japanese aren't prone to the comorbidities that we see plaguing the West. There's just not that many fatty bum-bums here. And mm -hmm. the... Um, well, again, where are we on the graph? And I would just say it, it 
can look bad right now, potentially, but I remember them doing the same thing around new variant Creutzfeldt Jakob disease, which is that they were going to, you know, there was a initial spike in cases, but it didn't didn't manifest as the especially you know what the concern was that in the younger cohort that you were going to have this brain eating disorder that's mm -hmm. the wrong way of putting it the, the the you know a um an encephalopathy aggressive encephalopathy that can emerge in the in the young and it goes to your point that you said as we as you started to delve into these uh, documents where are we on the, on on the graph i don't i i don't know I, I don't know um all i can say is that there is some data points looking like you don't want them to look at this point and you know it's, <laughs> correlation is not causation etc and this is why the anthropology is so so important right now yeah, this gives us a chance to say uh, this is this is already cast in in the resin. You can't change it. It can't squirm. It, it can only be examined with a microscope. So here are uh, we're highlighting here some of the focus areas as Kissinger's policy becomes more and more specific. They have done a careful catalog of the world. And it takes into consideration, of course, uh, primarily natural resources, the leading natural resources for fuel and precious metals uh, and industrial industrial ores. And then it goes to aspects like food production. Um, it goes to fuel consumption, uh, uh, energy consumption, you know, as it was as it was at the time in the mid 70s, as far as the balance of oil and natural gas and electricity uh, and then people and deaths per year, births per year. And there are certain pockets of the world which are called out as the problem areas. And it's quite interesting to see how those align to the um, then, say, nationalization and or outsourcing of countries that produce oil or iron or whatever it would be. Uh, it, now it's, you know, now it's any of the metals that go into electronics. Um, but looking at how that might have uh, stitched together with this strategy, it wasn't about people is what it, it seems very clear from this material is that it was definitely about people. Uh, they were in the way to get to what we really wanted, which was U.S. national interests globalized to consume anything and everything that we saw fit to. And I think that, uh, you know, there, there are some Americans who are really, really offended and they clutch their pearls about um, facing this history and, and facing the real probability that it's been operationalized in a monstrous way across many different channels and systems. Um, and I say that to just ignore it and allow the crime to continue to unfold and flounder about and just basically go running for cover, just, you know, what about me? Take care of yourself. I think that's, that's not the way to go. I think our generation 
um, like Charles and myself, have have an obligation to shine the light on the vampire um, and say this isn't someone getting stirred up. This isn't personal hyperbole. This isn't someone who had a bad experience. I know I had PTSD from AIDS. I'm sure Charles had PTSD from the battlefield. Um, but this is not um, some kind of cathartic exploration about that. This is about analysis. And so, anyhow, those are some thoughts. Well, you know, the, the, <laughs> I wish it was just catharsis because there's there's nothing cathartic about sort of peeling back these layers, right? And life life would have been simple were it just a, uh, a oopsie in the lab, right? The, oh, <laughs> dang! I dropped my Eppendorf tube. Oh dear! Mm -hmm. No one saw that. Uh, I'll pick it up. Ten. Like nothing happened. It it's it's not working out like that, which is you know why I'm. Well, we we all come to the war with our own strategies, I guess, and mine mine is in one of well, I don't know. Call calling out what I see as shysterism, and but you know, there there is. I've got to temper that with the, the just the concern about trying to get as many through as possible, and I I feel you know someone someone wrote a comment yesterday to um so what's his name he was head of CIA under Trump administration. Oh he, oh my God he, I've got I've got new name. Overload, uh, Bannon. No, Banner. Not, Bannon. not Bannon. Banner. No, sir. That was the Hulk. Begins with P. Pompeo. Uh, Pompeo. Mike Pompeo. So Mike Pompeo. Pomp Pompus Pompeo. Yes. Yeah. So he put out a tweet saying, "Yeah, it's uh, it's a leak from a laboratory," and the response. I put a response into that. I should I should keep my head down from um, CIA honey traps, but you know, I just said no. What this is is next-gen biowarfare coupled with weaponized legislation geared towards. Yeah, I I kept it to the um, amyloid, you know, expressing by gene transfection, amyloidogenic toxic peptides. Right, you know, just just that in itself before pulling in all the other ancillary components is dark enough. But someone, someone re responded to that a few years ago. All those words would have been gibberish to me. But now I know them like a nursery rhyme. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if... I don't know what the event horizon crossing looks like, but, you know, my take on this is the more conscious effort or conscious understanding comes down on this subject matter and can look at this complex data set through that lens, the better chance we have transitioning through the state change, popping out the other side with some, some, I don't know, memory. Is it memory? I don't know if it's the... Uh, you know, you're talking talking about Buddhism and reincarnation and 
Are you able to reach back into into your karmic record and um, pull out the nuggets of I don't know the moral and ethical harm? So, in a word, Kevin, yes. And that uh, that record that you're accessing is called the Akasha or the Akashic record. Uh, some who have gone into more of the shamanic alkaloid path versus a path of study and meditation um, have referred to a consistent experience that they recognize is the Akashic Hall, and they see it as a great, giant, endless copper library. Um, I've seen library pictures of amazing libraries in Europe. I saw a library in, in uh, Ireland that changed my life. You can't go in and touch the books anymore, but it's just like, oh, it's phenomenal. It's like an Escher drawing. Um, so, yeah, but that's what it is. And you and you should be able to ask. You have to just ask the gentle question. I want this insight and um, it should come back to you. Um, now, as you and I age and fight, obviously, you know, too much new information. We, we were not the guys we were 10, 20 years ago with, you know, the, the, quick, the quick wit and everything, just thousands and thousands of gigabits of data in, at the tip of our fingers. We have to go to this kind of a structure is where is the record of this thing that's important for me to know about or teach about or share? And here it is. Be, be the go from being the minor. Uh, not the not the child miner, the the you know the in the earth with the lantern and the pick, digging for this stuff, discovering it to the scribe, the librarian who who shuttles quietly shuttles the cart and says, "Here's here are your scrolls, sir. And this is what you need." So let's take just a second and and then I'll put this document away because we're we're I've got to do the analysis and do the A to B comparison to the Agenda 21 document from 1992 which was part of the another fun little, you know, George Bush Sr. Um, bringing that forward, saying, yeah, we're all going to get on board and we're going to call it green mm. and we're going to call it sustainable. And that's where all of that rubbish started. So here, here's a quote. These are some of the recommendations. The U.S. strategy, sorry, quote, recommendations. One, the U.S. strategy should be to encourage and support through bilateral, multilateral, and other channels, constructive action and lower fertility rates in selecting, excuse me, in selected developing countries, selected developing countries. So there's a list. There's a priority list of countries that are going to get this. Continuing, the U.S. should apply each of the relevant provisions of its world population plan caps of action and use it to influence and support actions by developing countries. So that's a place to start for those of you that are good with your search engines and digging up stuff. It's called the World Population Plan of Action. That's what you begin just taking the thread, you know, like the cable knit sweater as you're unraveling the sweater, keep pulling the thread. Um, we go from there into, you know, what what happened with that agency and who did it employ? Because that would have been definitely a hub to a whole bunch of little spokes. And I'm thinking of uh, the same kind of relationship between the World Health Organization and Gavi or the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Those would be the hub and spoke relationships you're looking for. Mm. So I'll just stop there. So this is this is the beginning of what I think we're living in today. And it was couched in a 
it's for the better, you know, it's for the greater good. We have to save the world by killing most of the world. That kind of madness. And these people sat around at the uh, Bohemian Grove meeting every summer and at the other uh, highly conspiratorialized meetings. You know, with it, we've, we've, we've seen Alex Jones ridiculed for covering, um, but end up actually, guess what? I wonder what they were talking about and planning for. It, it sure involved a whole lot of finance and science and law. Boy, the lawyer's fees for getting ready for this. I can't imagine. But uh, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you know, where does, where does this leave us? It leaves us at this junction. Of, well, which, which way do you go, left or right? <laughs> well, we live in a multidimensional construct, right? So up down forward whichever and yeah yeah i don't i don't know i mean part part of me wants uh wants vengeance (laughs) funny i want to i want to hold these people accountable but the thing is i have no i have no faith in the justice systems right so uh, i spoke with davy crocker and he's looked at that guy and brendan o'connell's picked up on it this guy who's calling out all the corrupt systems in new hampshire have you been following that uh no so literally the drugs the treatment centers all the Every everything in New Hampshire is it's a microsm of the corruption that plagues each one of, of all the things that we see that we can say, ah, this just doesn't this doesn't look or feel right. How did how did this happen? And it, it's a it's a buying off of the judiciary, the um the politicians, and you know, this it, it even sort of ties in with um, James O'Keefe, that he, you know, his organization was sort of using, maybe getting the details wrong here, but um, the, that they were using sort of sting, honeypot type entrapment to get their hands on this money laundering system that implicates all the institutions as well, FBI, Whatever, all the all the free letter agencies, and they're all bought and paid for, and um, the oh, there's the, the illusion of two parties in the U.S. It's just that it's it's a game that they have people play that that they sink an inordinate amount of energy and resources into, and it's not that I I don't think it's important. I think you do have to fight those battles. Or you just get railroaded quicker, but in in a in a sense, there comes there comes a point where you sort of uh, you can only do so much on an animal in a test environment, right? You you know you want to get more and more out of it, but they, you do learn that there's a threshold where you've got to stop, or something more catastrophic can happen, 
Yeah, you. as one of those animals looks up into your eyes and you connect with it on a spiritual level and you begin to fall into the chasm of your guilt, yes, that's a horrible, horrible thing to encounter in the lab, I would imagine. And uh, Did that ever happen to you? Oh, God, yeah. Again and again? Again and again, bro. Shit. Okay, that's a good sign. That's a very good sign. It's, you know... Um, hey, by the way, uh, for those of you uh, Scooby Doers out there that have your, you've got your Scooby snacks and you've got your magnifying glasses and you're tiptoeing through the old haunted mansion, here's another place to start digging. It's called the Harvard Department of Population Studies. I would imagine that this is a crux and that there are underground passages from this department over to say that other Harvard professor who tried to substantiate that it's perfectly fine and safe to aerosolize uh, nanoparticles of aluminum and try to modify the atmosphere. About 25 years ago, he was up there. He's, he's got a whole division now and has monopolized on that operation that they're finally coming out of the closet about. But I'll bet you that there's stuff related to that. I'll bet you there's very, very specific catalogs of uh, the early genetic insights of who is, who is what and where, and also uh, the biologics. I saw documents, Kevin, when I was going through the 1980s in the NIH departments, just going through available digital archives back years ago uh, that showed race, to me, what looked like the basis for race-specific bioweapons. They were, they, were, they were zeroing in, very much like during the special virus cancer program, on what specific strains of every kind of pathogen that they were studying had the worst impact, had the, um, a really bad impact on that particular demographic, whether it would be the American black community, Native Americans, Still Alaska Natives. Or alarm. I'm I'm trying to I, if I open it it'll answer. It's an old crappy flip phone. All right. Wait, right out of the window. They're triangulating no, you. It's in the drawer. It's in the drawer. <laughs> no, it's in the drawer. Um, but anyhow, so that's the when I see this department, I'm thinking that's not just some little you know, some bean counters, some folks that wanted to do some demographic analysis. Um, that's that's probably a hub for some very interesting connections. So anyway. Mm, yeah. And the. Again, the. I don't know, you, you're at you're at like an impasse with the data and the system. And so, you know, one of the. I don't know tricks of the trade as it were is to sometimes sit back watch how it's evolving and then then make your choice and there's a lot of there's a lot about choice baked into the how should we say the metaphysics of what it is that you're dealing with and people will have different beliefs about what it is that they we are dealing with but choice choice is something that they've made uh, an exquisite science out of and you know i'm look, i was part of a of programs that were that were looking and deconstructing these very you know what i would consider in the current circumstances um sacred territories and what did what did we do with that techno uh yeah technologies 
information. Um, it got weaponized into the psychological operations, the nudge units that we've all been <laughs> made acutely aware of in, in the last few years. Yeah, but you were one uh, contributor in a vast field of folks that came in to really do the the wet side of the work that began in the 19 what <laughs> in the 1800s yeah 19, i mean you know really the black box stuff you you came in to do specific uh you know the the neuro signaling and indicators neuro pathologies um you know the brain over time you came in to help study and map all of that out um, the real, the real guilt. If there's, if we're going to look at it, this as guilt. Um, when you're saying selecting, and that you, you, I don't know. I think you're alluding to your, you feel some connection to this uh, morally somehow. Um, but I, I would say, you know, like having Mary as a, as a, as a, as another, you know, to pivot one click over. Having Mary in the group has been wonderful, and I would imagine, I, I, I hope not too rough on her to face people who are speaking quite openly and aggressively about their feelings about the conduct of science, which are all legitimate feelings, but then to not absorb it, you know, to not take it personally. Um, it's, we need science to continue. And I've heard you, I've laughed and laughed with you about burn it down, burn it down. And, you know, we've got to dynamite the ivory tower. Um, I, you know, I, whatever it, we know that it, we know that there's, there's so much money that will never be wrested away from its its owners, its handlers, foundations and philanthropists and the people that keep feeding that fund every year. We're not going to be able to get that far upstream to control that. No. But if we can make um, an awakening of consciousness about bio ethics and the safety and the considerations of science being administered really administered not administered by a fox hey fox will you watch the hen house sure i will you know i mean come on the fda the cdc i we a lot of people get oh gosh they, they're, they're not doing their job well what good morning when when were they they they've they've since the 50s i don't think they've done their job They've been purchased, they've been acquired and controlled by the larger systems, the money systems that control the media that talks about science and medicine and research and what is real and the people that do it in white coats and the people that face the downstream impacts of that in the patient encounters, you know, your frontline providers and the general public. So anyway, yeah, boy, you get me stirred up. It's... Um... You know, I, I would have, a few years ago, I would have had more faith in the ethicists. The, you know, there's, there's a very, very important role for philosophy, natural philosophy, epistemology. All of that is critical in sculpting a um, ethical science around which we we limit because i think that's all we can do is limit the abuses that those who would i don't know for personal gain whatever wrap it up in that i guess the yeah what what 
option do we have? What, we just let those institutions keep ticking along? What, because they've got the the history, etc.? I'm not I'm not so sure that that's the case. Um I I I'm I don't know. Well, you know, well, I, kids so think about the nature of kids. Kids like to disrupt. Who are the best hackers of anything? Technology, biology, me mechanics, anything. It's kids. They think in new ways. So if we encourage kids, if we trigger, and I'm not talking about little, little kids, but kids that are um, beginning to get their heads into these issues, kids probably from, say, the teens to the young 20s, um, and show them this, this rot, these rotten teeth in the head of their, of their own governments and countries, um, I think that's an important play. It's not, it's not propaganda. It's not trying to influence and create a movement. It's trying to expose kids to, hey, this is the problem. It isn't, it isn't something you're going to see on TV. You're going to have to read. You're going to have to discuss it. You're going to have to put your head down on it. And I mean, that's, that's just one idea that comes to mind. But I want to I take a step back. I, I hope that you've really taken stock of the amazing victory that we just had in getting Tony Fauci out of the system. It doesn't mean there won't be another vampire that he bit, you know, that'll come forward to take his place. But because of the unrelenting alternative press, you, me, Mark, uh, Rixie, everybody, you know, everybody that's been in the argument and said at least whether they had it 100% or 10% correct, said, look at this. This is this seems to be a problem. I smell smoke. Is there fire? And it kept going and kept going and kept going. And it wasn't substantiated by snarky memes or people being assholes to one another and calling each other the most, you know, fun and scathing names. Although that's fun. That's good for us psychologically to do all that stuff. But it, it came to bear through evidence, through hard evidence. And at the end of the day, as, as they say, science is a cruel mistress and evidence wins the day. And Tony was ousted and he was just the beginning. There were all kinds of other people with financial conflicts of interest that are demonstrative of lawsuits and crimes and further, you know, shining more sunlight into the bat cave. Mm. So I just, I just want you to know we've made a difference in my lifetime. This is huge. This is, this is massive. And it doesn't feel like we've won and we're still facing all the WEF stuff and the, and, and the, the biology, the risk to our health. That's the number one stressor is, can I go to the fucking grocery store? But, uh, you know, on the bigger, on, you know, if it's a big chess game, if we're talking about a large, long game, a long arc, um, that was an important move that we just, we just accomplished a win. We took a piece off the board. And I think that we're, you know, I think that I think we need to look at how how that was done and find out how each one of these little tangles, these historical knots can get untied. Yeah, my my concern here is how much all of this was sort of teed up to, you know, break off the previous generations or, or package up the previous sins, as it were. And oh, yeah, yeah. Generation after generation, each I, I'm sure you heard about this, that each presidential administration has a whitewashing process. Mm. 
you know, sin, sins of the father. You know, there's, there's a forgiveness and, oh, no, no, we're going to grandfather. They, there's a, there's a, have you seen horseshoe crabs mating on the beach when they, you know, they go, I'll get hooked up in a row. It's like that. Sorry. I'll try not to keep the image in my head. Yeah. But... Yeah. Get that out of your head. <laughs> but the, um, well, you know, just Fauci is a good example. So, okay, he gets taken down or, or the network that he was part of maintaining implodes somewhat. I think these people think, it's obvious that they think moldy generationally. And what well, I think one could argue, um, millennially, millennially, you say that, uh, you know, across thousands of years, it seems to me. And the... You know, where where do you where do you run to as a mission objective after after that network implodes? Maybe we haven't seen it yet. Maybe they're maybe they're still thinking about how to um, how to do this. But I don't know. I, I I think in this case I'd be wary of I don't know, like the something like the Trump train or you know whatever, like even. What's his face? RFK sort of frying his hat into the ring, right? And so this this is strategically how I think they would see the like to break off the vaccine issue, right? Mm -hmm. That they will they will say, okay, we'll put uh, we'll let RFK in, and we'll let the children's health defense go on a feeding frenzy, right? And all the people that were harmed, for sure, there were many, right? That that will satiate and stop and stop the progression into that area, which I, I think is more defined by national security interests, right? We have to get into that domain and cut those thickets down that currently exist because that's that's where i see the real drivers being right mm -hmm. we would have seen the vaccine industries implode were it not for defense industries saying we need those and so they they were given a green light to do constant iterations and testing that I don't know. Maybe maybe they thought that the mRNA platform was going to be more successful. I don't know. Maybe they knew that it would have the consequences that it did. Um, right now, I'm stuck with the notion that they knew precisely what they were doing. And, you know, inflection points that we're looking at in the data tell me or indicate that, yeah, this was hyper-deliberate and use of bio-warfare systems against an unsuspecting populace. Genetically specific at the molecular level. Mm. Yeah. I mean, quite customized. We can, get on, we can get on a computer in our pajamas anywhere in the world, 
and click around for a few minutes and create a customized product that will be created somewhere else in the world and delivered to us. Mm. And we certainly have had these capabilities since uh, probably the, the you know, mid, early to mid 70s, as I see it in the papers, as they really start beginning to craft language that's stuck in the genetic space, the in, in genetic science, they start using the words that are still used today. And of course, there's a million little fractal, you know, rat holes about every little aspect of the science. But still, it's like uh, they were getting very, very good at um, uh, isolating and eliciting particular genetic products from, say, an infected cell, cell culture, and then demonstrating the transference of that or the ability to characterize it in a number of different measures in very empirical, reproducible ways. So I think that's where they were really getting a handle on it. And mm -hmm. I agree with you. Uh, it, it, to me, it puts me in that same sort of nightmare Mobius strip about monkey pathogens in general, you know, HIV aside, um, is to see the alarm bells being raised in the 50s as they were just really firing up these new production systems in, you know, Eli Lilly and Merck and all of the big producers at the time to do cellular substrate based biological production. That was the engine. Um, and then to find these indicators, and we're talking strong signals, many signals, not anecdotal, you know, trending. Instead of changing their methods, uh, particularly, they could have said, okay, we'll try rabbit cells, we'll try eggs, we'll go back to eggs, whatever. Instead of, instead of changing direction anywhere for at least a decade, because they knew about it in 1960, and I saw then World Health Organization discussions in 1969 as they're discussing the, the potential changes to the primate cell line and human cell line model. I, I'm thinking, why didn't they change in any other direction? But no, instead, the cancer industry grew up behind all of the personal biological aftermath that occurred from those products. So it's like, hey, you know, I come back to that very dark joke about why would I, you know, pull the gold filling out of your head and, you know, and, and risk getting bitten or spit on when you'll just bring all of your family wealth to me through your HMO. You'll make your payments on your deductibles and your copays, and you'll give your entire world to try and fight against the inevitability of a fatal disease. You'll mm -hmm. spend everything. So why would I go to the trouble of trying, you know, being caught pulling your gold fillings out? Yeah. And, you know, it's a sad commentary. It's a very dark commentary about medicine, about Rockefeller medicine in general, but in particular what we're facing right now. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm the concern is right now that that's actually what, what you've just described is the previous iteration of these models. And yes, yeah, you could you could argue that was a consequence of Rockefeller like medicine. Was there was there benefits to it? I would argue that there there was. Um, what what appears to be looming over the horizon is, well, you know, what the discussions I had with Spartacus, and he puts it very eloquently um, around the industries that are going to grow around. Uh, this biotech and its use for 
engineering at that molecular scale and you know the you know it's down to him finding these connections that if if you'd said to me a couple of years ago that they would be leveraging amyloids as the future for microfabrication I, I would have i would have said that would be an insane insane direction to take but the rewards i guess the choice to go down that avenue is just it's uh, broad is the way <laughs> to these people and i don't i don't think they'll care so much and you know i i have to i have to wonder about if the so just as just as a proof of concept right that you know it's very mm -hmm. very skeptical or i'm very skeptical of open reading frame 10 in sars cov2 right shouldn't be there by any account and it's propensity towards amyloid formation now you know you can look at the electron microscopy of the crystalline structure it was messy it wasn't the straight crystals that other other amyloidogenic peptide sequences were producing but i just wonder if that was a an, an attempt and if it wasn't an attempt for sure as shit they're looking at it right now as a, as a way of being able to do that and you know there there is the there is the pathway towards the their transhumanist goal right and you know i was well Karmadoc sent me a clip um today where they harvard as some some young <laughs> young upstart from harvard is claiming that you know they can reverse aging you know by targeting epigenetic well, and genetic it's not just epigenetic but but basically reverting back and sort of switching on the genes involved in embryogenesis in mm -hmm. failing failing tissue systems mm -hmm. so what was a... that what was that buddhist tenant that i mentioned earlier that that uh, thing that we create suffering because of yeah, we won't we won't let go of our preconceived Atta attachment mm. attachment to life attachment to youth attachment to our own vanity that we see as connected to our physical being a reflection of our value in communities and society because we have gray hair or brown hair we have smooth skin or wrinkled skin that's the attachment and they're all suffering from it people who are pursuing this and are wrapped up in the karma they are creating more karma through what they do with all of this that's that's part of this little struggle and and we don't want to be in it we you know we want to live natural clean lives we want to live free of those influences we don't want those things impinging on our choice for what we put in our bodies or what we believe or what we can do with our own private encounter with a doctor 
what they can and can't talk about or the therapies that they're allowed to support us in trying to, you know, fix a problem in our body. Um, I know you're not going to, I'm not going to go into a dissertation about uh, cannabinoids, but cannabinoids, <laughs> but you, this, I, I tell you, I tell you, um, I think that, I think that we're, we're, we, we have um, a very good desire across many cultures, regardless of these, um, the, the religious or, or, or theologic stripe. And I'm not, this is not, I'm not trying to say we all hold hands and tra-la-la, but I'm saying that there is a common thread throughout the world, wherever you are, to live um, nationalistically, to have local democracy, to um, have that voice and that ownership and stewardship of so many things that are in, you know, in your surrounding area, in fact, affecting your job, your, your house, your family, whatever. So I think that we, um, we have a thread there that we've tapped into through all of this, coming back to the Tony Fauci thing, that it was a win. I think we've illuminated that thread around the world. And I don't care, like you've said early on, I don't care about, um, are you Jewish? Are you Christian? What kind of Christian are you? Are you a red, pink, green, blue Christian? Are you a Buddhist? Do, are you religious at all? I don't care about those litmus tests. I care about, are you good? Are you, are you awake? Are you going to make the effort or are you just going to sit and click the TV and switch channels and hope that it goes away? Anyway, mm, yeah. sorry, you get me um, stirred up. No, 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 it's, it's important points. And, you know, this, well, what I would perceive to be a more heated struggle coming up. And I'm, you know, pulling at that thread and sort of deconstructing the biomedical domain and you know are mm -hmm. you are you gonna get at the weaponized money that sits behind it excuse me i'm not i'm not sure that you are and you know that again you know this this goes to mary's point in the last stream which is yeah you you do have to think locally and you're going to have to let some some things go um but I, I don't know in the in the knowledge that in letting some of those things go you you provide the space for the kids to grow into um but the you know what, what at a abstracted level what are you fighting against and it seems you know that they're geared towards total full spectrum dominance in the informatic domain and in in that scenario yeah you know they 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 could make the calculation that we are superfluous to needs right now and so we've stepped out of a I would argue a contained environment around medicine. Uh, your right to choose what type of medicine you use. And now we're really delving into this, well, as you've pointed out, these historic programs, right? You know, there were, were people born and died in the time that 
um, Kissinger's yes. been <laughs> stoking the the fires, as it were. And... Hey, in the in the 1950s, he perpetuated that the world should just keep a series of low-grade localized wars running around the world, mm. like campfires. You know, mm. this is the mind that is the you know a lead, I would think, supreme advisor to Charles Schwab mm. or Klaus Schwab. Excuse me, Charles Schwab. Uh, Klaus Schwab. <laughs> um, it, it's it's that's that's the level of. Of it's just you know it's like okay so someone bring me the head of Henry Kissinger. Mm. Um, it's it, it won't it, there will be other height it's a hydra there will be other heads that emerge but um, you say on what level do we address this yes locally most importantly most critically the dinner table those eyes and those little faces and those loved ones that you are connected with and being present with them and remembering that that's what it's all about that you know whatever it is whether you're eating mcdonald's or whether you're eating organic or whether you care you know but just you know that and when we when we talk about you and i having to change and surrender our attachment to the old world, our ability to click and order something from anywhere in the world might go away. We'll survive. We grew up without that. We did just fine, mm. you know? And there are other kinds of changes that I'm, I'm saying that I'm, I'm not gonna go, I'm not gonna exhaust myself or others focusing on the adjustments that we're going to have to make because it's a long process. They want to reset the entire freaking way of life including life itself. So it's going to be, there's going to be some ugliness. There's going to be blood and, and guts before we're replanting the rose gardens. And, you know, I want to look ahead to the rose gardens. I want to think about with that nice new world and, and what it's going to be after we fix all of this. But in the meantime, I think about how can we be effective as mice or raccoons in um, shining the light in making good and effective arguments. And because of the economy of time, don't be the, the dummy who walks back and forth with a sandwich board on Main Street. The end is near. That's not going to do anything. That's going to make you look like a nutbag. Be strategic. If you have something good to deliver, find and wait and listen for that moment, those people or that person of influence who you can deliver it to, or that town hall that you can be extremely well prepared for and be one of those people that just steps out of the woodwork and delivers a whole big truth bomb of science. That's the kind of resistance that I think makes a difference. And it, it's making in the United States, it's winning these little cases one by one that are starting to create precedents. Yeah, I mean, I hope so. Um, like I say, I don't, I don't hold out much faith in the, in the courtrooms right now. Um, I say, how much? There are different kinds of judges. There are all different kinds of judges. Mm. And that's a reality. And there always have been. And, you know, I like, I, tell me, I've got to go. I've got to, I've got to meet with a colleague. Mm. Um, but just answer this. Are you, what is your thought on life appointments for certain judge roles? Do you think that all judiciary roles should have a term limit or they should be life appointments? Um, that's a tough one. Uh, I'm generally in favor of limits. Me and, too. And the, you know, 
a lot a lot of what we see the sclerosis in the academies as it were is this idea of tenure and um individuals being well essentially grandfathered in because they've made uh, you know some contribution to the process human process yeah it, it keeps it it keeps it relevant to you know the people that are there that are living in that society at the time and you don't get uh, stuck in the constipated oligarchy of the, your previous generations mm. so but then sorry, there's a, there's those are my go ahead you have the inverse to that which is that they you, you put in the young um tony blair types who well the, get hooked this is sort of piaget's messianic phase right mm -hmm. and i i think they've learned how to weaponize that acute no i exquisite. i agree there yeah there's with the wef all these wef acolytes mm -hmm. that was really disturbing to me that felt like one of those subversive societies like oh god another one is coming forward mm -hmm. after the family that we found about the family mm -hmm. and now we've got the wef you know uh, so um i i agree that there has to be a balance but let's let's uh, put a cork in it right there at least uh, put a cork in my mouth <laughs> and uh, i'll make sure that the raccoons everybody knows about uh, the the stream next week with Mark and I, I don't know if it'll be later in the week when we haven't picked our date um, and we'll make sure that um, it's a big fun party. Yep. Uh, like I said, the, um, the historical context is so, so crucial in, in unraveling this, right? Cause it, it gives you, it gives you the foundation on which to, on yeah. which to pick apart these, you know, what, what seems like, um, It gives you a coherent, undeniable cause and effect. When mm. we go to institutions that are named in that document and then follow what happened in the mid to late 70s, what, what sort of programs, what kind of things came out of that, it's, that's called detective work. And, you know, it's basic investigation and analysis. Mm. So, but anybody can help with it. It doesn't require that you listen to or have a laboratory background. That's where people that are really smart, that want to do something, they can help with this kind of digging because mm. it's all approachable. So anyway, I've got a, I've got a friend. She's waiting for me. Um, mm. Good good to catch up with you and um, keep the faith, my friend. Yep, you too, brother. All right, uh, there you go, folks. Uh, the awesome... Saint Nick and uh yeah this this was the the crux of why I wanted to do this stream and so you know what what data points do we have um so you know Australia is you know confirming the excess deaths the um the births seem to be down in Australia as well uh, again if if these bastards engineered this, <laughs> let it burn. Let let them burn. Let them burn uh, would be my advice. And you've got to you've got to make it so that to to think in those yeah, Malthusian eugenicist type doctrines. They, they've got to they've got to feel the 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 pain in this particular instance and i'm i don't know 
these these are like I say, this is nineteen thirty to nineteen twenty, right? So we don't even have the last two years of data in this um, in this projection for the UK, but for sure it's happening in Japan, Singapore, Australia, Korea, um, and you know. <laughs> Injunction, I think to go out, go out and multiply is uh, is an important one, and you know that that I think will end it endeth the stream for now because I'm I'm tailing into the um, kids have to get up soon, and you know uh, if I'm down for it after the kids have gone to school. Maybe, maybe Charles wants to do a stream, and uh, <laughs> we'll we'll uh, <laughs> tap dance on Kiwi crumbling uh, with respect to uh, his um, uh, scientific comportment. All right, let me just check the um, donors. See who is not Zidju today. Uh, you are all the Jew, except for Mary. Uh, love you, Mary. Uh, the rest of you <laughs> keep the wheels turning on uh, this. Uh, it's not mystery machine, <laughs> it is, uh, it's the calling out machine. And the, yeah, <laughs> it don't, it didn't look good from where I am right now. And you, you may want to be thinking, like I say, I don't, I, I, I'm not, I can't do it. Right. And look, when, oops, when you can't trust even the gold <laughs> <laughs> from, uh, well, the people that we entrusted with this, you know, these precious resources. They're all skimming, they're all taking off the top, etc. And um I'm Yeah, I wish I wish I had a solution. You can you can only you can only get your own house in order and there's plenty I should be doing with my own house and um can can but try and you know for now i'm i don't know i feel it i feel it's still important to go over these uh data points and that's it that's all i got for the moment so <laughs> uh simon you get those mackie d's in whilst you can yeah hit the like button folks i don't know i didn't even check um what we were we're getting in there, but you know, it's thirty on, um, two hundred and forty-one watching now. Wow, Rumble's, Rumble's kicking off. So two hundred and seventy uh, live stream um, viewers. Uh, I think that's getting close to a record. And um, yeah, I'll be back with uh, more, <laughs> just probably more shit posting because I don't know what else to do in this uh, in this time and. Um, I think you know laughter is part of the light part of the solution. So right 
I am out of here. Take care. God bless. I will see you in the next one. I want to do this one and this one. Uh, take it away, Prophet Burgle. Bro, you don't know how angry I am. You do, I'm like, I was just leaving for fucking work. You do not understand how fucking pissed off. After reading that little line, I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. Fuck these papers. I will fucking kill each fucking kappa. I swear. <laughs> this is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they're actually playing. Fuck these kappas. No fucking vaccine or MRA or ever touch you my fucking blood blood. Never. I will fucking die. Fucking fighting for my fucking bees and my fucking forefathers and my fucking lineage. Motherfuckers! All them five. This guy. Some tech forty-five thousand. Make sure you make sure you screw. Boom. Make sure you scatters.